This is Dion Blumenrader with Big Hoss One Sauce, and you're listening to the best show on all things barbecue with my man, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet before we nursed. Oh listen, Libertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome to Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire barbecue and grilling things each and every Tuesday night. We do it live from 9 to 11. We'll do it live. Okay. It's also being recorded for podcasts. You will find the first hour tomorrow, the second hour on Thursday. It is your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolous show. Glad you could join me. 216-220-0966 is your phone number. If you want to jump in and tell me a hot take about the industry, you can also email me in lieu of a call, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Still to come on this show this evening, the embedded correspondence segment, of course, and notwithstanding that, believe it or not, yes, you have asked and asked and waited and waited for it and soon enough it will be here I'm telling you season 2 of the Barbecue Central show American Idol debut that's right so exciting so fun so frivolous 10.30 is your time to get into season 2 Jeff Rice will be back to defend his title, Rusty Monson is the latest competitor coming into Season 2, so he'll be trying it for the first time. And then second season competitors returning to try their stab at the crown, myself, Doug Scheiding, and John Solberg. But we'll have some embedded correspondent chat prior to that in about 10 minutes from now. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Oh, wait a second. Slash BBQ Central Show on Twitch for a video feed, slash RD Rempe on YouTube for a video feed. And as I had mentioned at the top of the show, Facebook playing games, shenanigans, tomfoolery, and hoodwinkedness run amok. So if you're typically watching through Facebook, I apologize. If you typically have no other idea how to watch the show live and you never listen to anything ever that I say outside of Facebook, you probably have no idea what to do unless somebody's texting you what to do right now. I apologize. You'll have to get it on podcast. But there is a fairly involved chat going on with the YouTubers. So you can go over there, YouTube slash rd rempy if you want to jump in there or just get it after the fact or try twitch 
twitch.tv slash BBQ Central Show. There you have it. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 174, taking you back to April 26th, 2016. Being featured this coming Friday is one of the most recognizable names and perhaps in a true dichotomy of most recognized and then perhaps most underrated names at the same time in the live fire industry, if that can even be a thing. My longtime friend and longtime barbecue friend, Danielle Bennett, Diva Q. You ever heard of Diva Q ever battle? Diva Q, a successful author, a competition cook, a TV show host. You've seen her on Home Shopping Network and QVC, pitching Traeger paraphernalia. Very nice, very accomplished, very in her lane, very knowing what she is and is not here to cater to anybody outside of what she thinks is happening and is right. And God bless her. You will hear Danielle and I talk about, at that point, a book coming out. And we talked a lot about the inner workings of books. Remember, this was uh, almost five years ago. So you can get a lot of insight as to how the book world was then, back at the end of April in 2016. And then you can also scale up and hear recent book top with some of the other pitmasters that I've had on here over the last couple of years and hear what's the same and what's different. As I recollect back in listening to this in advance, one of the things that sticks with me is, you know, 10 and 15 years ago, writing a book was a payday. You could get a really handsome advance. You'd sell through the advance. You'd get percentage on sales post and you could make some money doing like a lot of people. That was their gig. They were writing. Now, not so much. And Danielle was first to admit that for her, you know, money helps, but it was just another way to connect with the fan base or get her introduced to new members of the fan base and keep the brand out there. So that's what's happening this coming Friday. You'd have to be subscribed to the podcast feed in order to get it. Don't forget. If you want to hear a specific guest or segment again that you've heard on the show before, email John and let him know what you would like, J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com, and he will do his best to accommodate your wishes. Some email feedback from previous shows. Mike in New York City writes in, Greg, I really enjoyed Len Aberman as a guest a few weeks ago. I was a longtime fan of the show. I wouldn't mind hearing a little baseball talk when it's in season. And Len seems to be the perfect fit. I assume, Greg, you would want to keep tabs on Francisco Lindor now that a team will actually pay him what he's worth. What? How dare you, Mike? I'll have you know that the Indians are just fine without Frank Linder. Okay? Certainly... The Indians have earned a reputation. We're kind of like the major league of farm teams to a large degree. We had a run in 2016, one of the most epic World Series ziz, Series ziz, with the Cubs. 
handful of years ago, right on the precipice of winning and bringing a World Series championship here to Cleveland. Same year that the Cavs won the NBA. I mean, wow, that would have been something else. But we have often maintained the reputation for being a major league team that develops really top-notch major league talent and then releases them to every other team but us. We don't want to pay them. Cheap-ass Dolans. We're a small market team. All right, whatever. But I don't want to keep tabs on Franco. I don't. We'll see about Len coming on regularly to talk a little baseball. Why not? Terry in Indiana writes, Greg, I appreciate you reporting on the Costco Green Mountain Grill story a few weeks back. I've seen that on Facebook a few different times. Thought about buying one from that link. After hearing your report a few weeks ago, I'm not going to buy online. I will instead try and find a dealer in my region. I appreciate the entertainment, but your reporting of real news is highly underrated. Thanks again. Well, thank you, Terry, for the kind words. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't buy from that link on Costco. I've read a number of postings saying, hey, I bought off that listing. My auger took a dump. I warranty registered the unit when I got it, and Green Mountain Grill has stood by the product. I'm only telling you what I know. There may or may not be warranty issues if you buy it through there. I'm not saying that there will be, but I have been told that there may be an issue from some pretty well-known folks within the GMG environment. So as I said in my post on Facebook, caveat emptor, which means be pretty careful when you're spending your thin guilders, folks. Also, I want to thank friend of the show and sec- uh, uh, third Tuesday of the month regular guest, Stephen Reichland, for sending me not only one, but two copies of this here book, the Stephen Reichland How to Grill Vegetables book. It's got a lot of great pictures, like this picture here, whatever that is. I can't see it. That's a uh, uh, Michawi cauliflower. If you haven't had grilled cauliflower or roasted cauliflower, or maybe you're not a cauliflower fan, I would say try roasting it or try grilling it. It's very delicious. And so next week when we come back, uh, outside of the American Idol, I will give away not one but two copies of those books because, you know, I'm not going to read them. And, yes, if you want me to sign a copy of Stephen's book, I will put my autograph in Stephen's book and send it to you. We do that. Totally up to you. But we'll be giving those away. The How to Grill Vegetables book. So we thank Stephen Reichland for giving away some books to give away here on this show. We love to give stuff away to the Centralites. They love that kind of stuff. The green room is loading in quite nicely. I will talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, who sells through a dealer network. Not like those online pieces of trash who don't care about you. They don't want to educate you. They want to take your hard-earned cash ducats. And then if you don't like it, eh, just retard it. We don't want to take away your buyer's remorse. We don't want to teach you anything. We just want to 
cram something down your throat at a price point. And if you don't like it, who cares? Not Green Mountain Grill's way of thinking. No, no. They have a highly portable tailgate version called the Davy Crockett. You can plug it right into your car's 12-volt outlet. They call it an outlet. You can run it that way. You can use the battery clips that come with it and hook it to a car battery. number of different ways to power it if you want. And you're not sacrificing an incredible amount of capacity for portability. I mean, it's not going to cook as much as the Daniel Boone or the Jim Bowie, of course, but it's not cooking like a quarter of a pork butt. And you get the pellet-fired goodness. Yes! Two lines to choose from outside of that Davy Crockett. It's its own thing. You have a choice line, a prime line, or it's actually a prime plus now. Prime plus now. Uh, headlights in the cooking chamber. So when you're cooking in the middle of night and it's really dark out, you need to take a gander at what you're cooking. Just to check, you can turn on the headlamps in the cooking chamber and away you go. Prime line gives you a lot of the tech, the internal meat probes, the app capabilities, the Wi-Fi technology. Choice line, none of that. But you still get the same size cookers between the Daniel Boone and the Jim Bowie. And as I tell you each and every week, they are the same size. So you're not sacrificing any type of size depending on the model that you get. Look for a dealer near you. Visit the dealer. Have them educate you. Find out which one might fit your needs the best. Get the pizza oven insert, of course. And then take it home. Be armed with your information. And away you go. Come on now. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. They have sauces. They have rubs. They have pellets. To complete your Green Mountain Grill experience, it'll be top level or top shelf or next level. Whatever. The embedded correspondents are next. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories to choose from. Whether you are a beginner or a backyarder, Definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. No doubt about it. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com for more information or to purchase. That's pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. The fourth Tuesday of the month means we are revisited by the embedded correspondence. Hmm. What have I done here? Hold on. Let me see. That's me. That's me. Okay. Well, I'm short one now, but that'll be remedied here. Soon enough. So let me unduck everybody and we welcome in the embedded correspondence plus one, the returning season one champion of American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition, that being Jeff Rice. Jeff, how are you this evening? I am fantastic. How are you guys? And I'm really happy to be back and in being with the best looking voices of barbecue radio. It's really a pleasure, you know, so I'm right. happy back. Very good to have you back. John, great to have you back this month. Thank you. Do you want to say something? Always happy to be here. All right. Oh, and uh, hey. 
I, you told me you were, you wanted to say something. I did. Yeah, you said you were <laughs> what nervous. Did I want to? St- Didn't you say you were nervous that you weren't going to be on until I say? Was that? Am I thinking of somebody else? I. I didn't. I'm probably thinking. I, I want to say how much I love yes. everybody here. <laughs> Great. Doug, welcome back. How's your April? Doing pretty uh, pretty well right now. Very busy. Very Ricer, busy. glad to see you. That's right. And of course, from the great city of Utah, Rusty Monson joining us. Rusty, how are you this evening? Doing awesome, man. Right. Feeling good. Great. So I'm fresh back from a trip to one of the most magical cities in all the land st louis and they have a great convention center you know what i've learned over the years of traveling for jo volleyball is that you've seen one john you could probably echo these sentiments you've seen one convention hall you've seen all convention halls whether i'm in a convention hall in st louis or columbus or indianapolis it might as well be any city USA because I don't really get to see the city. I get to see large expanses of open area that just happen to have sport courts and volleyball players of uh, you know certain ages running around uh, doing their volleyball thing. But uh, St. Louis is there. And so Friday, we had uh, early wave and volleyball. So we made a trip out to the Ruth's Christ's Steakhouse, which is always a difficult name to say. And as, uh, look, we had a great time. Two out of the three steaks were spectacular. The third steak, uh, I don't know if it was just the cut of meat or, or what. I, you know, the, the flavoring was good. The temperature on the cook was good. But the, the, the ribeye was tough. Like, it was a tough cut of beef. And I had a word with the server and voiced my concern. And magically, the steak came off the bill. Not what I was looking to do, but... He's like, hey, you don't like it, uh, you know, blah, 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 that's it. No, I'm not that guy, but, it, you know, I went out of my way to compliment before I said, hey, there's some effed with this one. Nevertheless, getting way off base. I thought, hey, he went out of his way in the pitch, as they always do. Uh, by show of hands, has everybody been to a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in their life? Everybody, uh, not John and not Rice. Okay, so um, one of uh, John and Jeff, let me enlighten you as you sit down and the server comes in and he knows everything about everything. He tells you quite fervently that your steak is going to be served on a 500 degree plate. That is their claim to fame. Not only are they cooking steaks in an 1800 degree broiler oven, whatever. That steak is going to be pulled out of there and served on a 500-degree plate. Now, you might ask yourself, why would they do that? Rusty, why do they do that? To keep it hot, to keep the sear intact, you know, to keep, you know, the integrity of the steak. In the beginnings of Ruth's Chris, which before I really got into barbecue and grilling was like the Shangri-La to me. They would run radio ads here in Cleveland, and uh, Ruth Fresnel was the voice. Uh, who was one of the co-founders, and she always said, I want your first bite of steak to be as hot as your, I want your last bite of steak to be as hot as your first bite of steak, and that's why we put these steaks on these 500-degree plates. Where am I going with all this nonsense? Well, let me tell you. If I know one thing, the embedded correspondents are not afraid 
to take steakhouses, whether it be chain or independence or both, to task. For instance, we broke news a year, year and a half ago, two years ago now, where we actually took thermopens to the steak restaurants, ordered our steaks to a specific internal temperature. I believe it was 145 degrees. And then as soon as that steak hit the table, we revealed thermopens, jammed them in at the table, and took our temperature readings to see where we're at. Now, by and large, I believe, as I was expressing my concern for the chronic or purposeful undercooking of steak in America, because once you go over, you can't bring it back down, but you can go under and always bring it up. That was a way to avoid waste. But we found, by and large, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, the, the, the large percentage was within an acceptable tolerance. Doug, you seem to remember the same results? Yeah, agreed, except I thought Ruth Chris was way low on a couple of stakes. Yeah, I think I, I think there were a few outliers, but in general, because um, yeah. we had in some general, other folks yeah. jumping in as well, taking part in this. So as I'm sitting there trying not to burn the shit out of my hand on said 500-degree plate as it hit the table, I said, hey, this could be a really good embedded correspondence segment task number two. So if you guys are up for it, uh, I guess I have to ask, Jeff, is there a Ruth Chris by you anywhere, like within 20, 30 minutes? No. Really? I don't think so. I never heard of them ever. You've never heard of Ruth Chris <laughs> ever? <laughs> never. Pine Tree. You know, one of the greatest steakhouses in my area. I mean, I'm going to waste no pennies at some chain crap. So, you know, I'm going to, it's really the truth. All right. You know, we got Simpsons up the street, great steaks, great prime rib, you know, but to go sit in somebody else's, you know, 50,000 different same, I might as well go to Ponderosa. Let's go to Ponderosa. Okay. Wow. You know? Jeff, bring in the heat. Uh, John, do you have a Ruth's Chris Bayou? Uh, probably not within an hour's drive, oh, but dear. I will have to double check that. All right. Well, now I have I'll to just come to Cleveland and we'll go. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, here was the, the task, which now might only be accomplished by three fourths of us. Um, I thought this guy is making such a run at the 500 degree plate. And then of course, when it comes out, don't touch, don't touch, blah, 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 blah. I said, I think everybody's got one of those uh, infrared gun thermometers. I assume that's like part and parcel of our barbecue getty up at this point. We're all very accomplished in our own rights. Let's take that bitch to Ruth's Chris, order the cheapest steak on the menu. We're not doing anything regards to steak. We're not evaluating. We're not doing anything. As soon as that bitch hits the table, take out the gun, shoot the plate, and see if it's 500 degrees or not. Who's on board? Doug, you on board? Absolutely. I'm going to take my thermopin and I'm going to attempt the damn steak too. Uh, Rusty, you on board? Dude, you don't need to give me a reason to go to Bruce Chris. I'm there. No doubt. Uh, Jeff, if you happen to find one. Now, let me make the uh, also the uh, the supplement information a leaflet here into this plea. I will pay for your steak only if you do it. Not Nothing else, but I will pay for your cheap steak, which I believe is the strip steak, which is actually a pretty good steak, but uh, just Send me the paper receipt so I can properly file it with the accountants, and then I will unburden you from that cost. But shoot the plate. I don't give a shit if the steak's good or not. I don't care. I shoot the plate, and that way we can see 
if the server is embellishing or if the, the chain is embellishing, and we'll see how it goes. So that's the new test for 2021. Go to a Ruth's Chris and shoot the plate and see if it's 500 degrees or not. Uh, John, let me ask you as we turn to you here. Last week, I had Jess Pryles on the show. And something that everybody was asking me as I had posted that Facebook or Instagram thing, like, do you have any serious questions for Jess Pryles, was ask her about the soft-cured egg yolk thingy. That was what I got a lot of, thingy. And you took you took right in to it and uh, did your own yolk experiment, if you will. So tell me all about it. Yeah, it was sounded intriguing. I love an egg on a steak. I love a poached egg on a steak. So I said, I got to try this. So I went ahead and dropped four eggs in a container, went right to her website, right to the recipe. Was, was, it, as easy? Is it, was it as easy a recipe as she made it out to be? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I was like, how's this going to, you know, like she said, take a spoon, make a divot, put the yolk in there. I was like, this is going to be a mess. No, it was perfect. It worked easily, hmm. covered up easy. Now she said, go 16 hours, 12 to 16 hours. I took the first egg out at 10. I wanted to get an idea of this process as it went along. So I just tasted the first egg on its own. And it's a shocker when you taste a cold, salty egg yolk that's kind of like Gel, it's starting to gel up. It's a unique texture, and it was a bit off-putting. It's a little bit bitter. Uh, I also did the same test with a 12-hour egg. And then the 16-hour egg, I put on a really nice full-seared ribeye. And it, it, it's. I think everyone should try it because it's that simple. Um, I was left wanting a poached egg on the steak instead of this cured egg because of the heat um, or because of the flavor. Cause she describes it as it was either sumptuous or luxurious or both of those. And so I, you know, it certainly did a good job of making me urgent to want to try it as, as did I, which is why I did it. But it, it left me wanting a, a, a runny yolk instead of this firm mm. jelly that you smeared on a steak that's a good way to describe it is is a firm jelly it does heat up from the steak it does have a little bit of a bitter taste to me which i don't know why that is why i don't see why it's any different than a poached egg it's still you know the 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 yolk is still raw in a poached egg so it left me wanting to go back to a runnier yolk (laughs) i do have i do have one egg actually finishing the process and it's drying to turn it into like the cheese texture so i can grate that over salads which is the next step. And that step takes a couple weeks. So I'm, I didn't stop. I'm going to try it again. I also am going to try some recipes that have more sugar than salt. It's a super salty thing, even though you rinse it. So I'm going to, I'm not done with it, but uh, I, I'm, I want to egg on my steak if I'm going to have a yolk. All right. Uh, did, did anybody have urgency to try the soft cured egg yolk? Rusty, something you thought about doing or no way? Uh, no, it didn't cross my mind, but it's cool. I mean, it's a cool option. I actually would think it would be cool to have it more jelly than it would the runny yolk on the steak. I think that would be better for me. So it'd be cool to try, but it wasn't something I was like, oh, hell yeah, I got to do that. But, you know, I'm glad John did so that I know. <laughs> what about you, Doug? Uh, no, the only way I can eat uh, the yolk is scrambled. <laughs> so I don't eat deviled eggs. I don't eat it over easy. I hate that runny stuff coming off. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm out. All right. Uh, and uh, Ricer, is that something that you think you might try or do you know what we're even talking about? 
No, I know what you're talking about, but I wouldn't do it that way. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. I when I put a steak or have a egg on top of a steak, I want to hit it with the the shell, make it spread all over, and dump a bunch of black pepper on it and get it nice and crispy. That's how I like it. All right. Uh, before we get to the season two debut of American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition, plastic cutting board or wood cutting board, and why rust. It depends. Like in competition, I'd use both. I will never use a paper cutting board for brisket because it'll just cut and there's a film on top that will just peel off. But for brisket, or sorry, for everything else, I use it 100% because one, I hate doing dishes. If you're ever on a competition with me in my trailer, everything gets thrown away. Nothing gets washed. Everything. I mean, even my um, injections come in like the water bottles. So I just get rid of everything at home. I don't use them. I don't need them. Uh, they're expensive. One and two, I have 45,000 plastic uh, cutting boards. I don't use wood anymore hmm. just because I didn't like cleaning it. And it was just big, you know, in the plastic ones I can put in the dishwasher if I want to. Um, I have the same sized ones and it's much easier just to pull it out, clean it off. And then when it gets all chopped up, throw it away and buy another one for 10 bucks, you know, so I'm not, you know, out a hundred bucks all the time. In the end, it probably might cost a little bit more, but it's easier to clean. Like I said, it's easier to store um, and just gets out of the way. I don't like having a big boat. Like what is a boat? I don't know how to say the damn thing, you know, thing on my all the time, you know, it's not part of my kitchen. I take my kitchen decor very, uh, it fucks with my feng shui and I need to have something tucked away. I need to breathe and have a space if I'm going to cook. Got it. Uh, Doug, plastic or wood cutting board? If I, uh, we have both. If I think about it, I'll use the plastic for fruits and vegetables and things like that. But uh, I much prefer, I like my uh, bamboo cutting boards. Um, I don't like the plastic because I do use an electric knife every time or most every time I trim a brisket or cut ribs, etc. And a electric knife really chews up those plastic uh, boards. And so um, I just don't use it like using it for any type of meat. Uh, John, plastic or wood? I'm all plastic. I just don't want to deal with the maintenance of a wood board. I think they're beautiful, but I, I just am sticking with uh, heavy plastic or the sheet flexible cutting mats. And Ricer, both. Unfortunately, because I'm on YouTube, uh, I like to use the wood for the cooked, you know, meat, and then plastic for the raw. All right. Uh, so that's going to do it. For the embedded correspondence segment, traditionally, and we will be getting ready to unveil season two of the Barbecue Central show, American Idol. So stand by for that. Stand by, guys. I will mute you. A lot of visual logistics going on here. Let me talk to you quickly before we do that. But Primo Grills, that's right. PrimoGrill.com, the website. Patented oval design offering true two-zone cooking. More than 60 cooking configurations. It's a quality product. We know this. Made in the USA. Precision-controlled manufacturing. Highest quality ceramics in any ceramic cooker out there currently. New product updates that we learned from Nick Bauer last week. A new easy lift hinge reduces force to lift the grill head by 70%. He basically took a 35-pound lift and made it an 8-pound lift. Precision control top and bottom air control, allowing for easy and accurate settings each and every time. Upgrade kits are available, so if you currently are a Primo Grill owner, you can go to your dealer, get the installation kit, and it's a very simple, according to Nick, very simple 
retrofit to make for those top and bottom cans. Visit your local dealer to find out all the product improvements that are coming on the new ones as well. Primogrill.com to use the dealer locator. Primo Ceramic Grill on Instagram and Primo Ceramic Grills on the Facebook. Primogrill.com. True two-zone cook. You can't get that with any other ceramic cooker. I'm not even kidding. We are back with Season 2 of American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition. Stick around. We'll be right back. Over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com through the grilling season for recipes as well as tips and tricks. World Championship pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, and Ernest Cervantes. If you are a competitor, go to smokingwithsmithfield.com and you can register your first place pork and rib finishes over at Smithfield. I'm sorry, smokingwithsmithfield.com. But for recipes, smithfield.com. Hmm. All right, let's see how this is going to work because everybody is now in. How do I, how am I going to do this? All right. Let's, first of all, unmute everybody. Everybody's there. That's good. And then, this. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and germs. I'm ready. No, the embedded correspondents are ready. And the judges are ready. That's right. It is the... Debut of season two of American Idol's Barbecue Central Show Edition. Judges, two of the three judges are in. Believe it or not, one of them fell asleep. It's late, very tired from a big weekend of competition play. So let's go here. First of all, top next to me, Jeff Rice. Returning champion from season one. Next to Jeff is John Solberg from Michigan. Bottom underneath me, Doug Scheiding from Texas. And then Caddy Corner, Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. And then, oh, there she is, Miss Thang, the judge, Maddie Rempe in studio. Hey, Maddie. Uh-oh, wait, 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 wait. Have you muted? I'm sorry. Hey, Maddie. Hi. All right. And... Joining me from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, if I can find the screen, here she is, the other judge, Bobby Rampy. Hey, Bob. Hi. Hi oh, she's loud. Yeah, she's very loud. Louder than she was yesterday. Mm. Uh, hold on. Let's fix that. Tell us what's happening over in Greensburg, Bob. Well, right before this, I was writing an essay. Oh, yeah? On... A civil rights activist. Yes, I was. All right. 
Well, very good. Are you ready for season two? Born ready. All right. Uh, Maddie, are you ready for season two? Uh-huh. All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> let me duck this out of the oh, way and we'll sorry. move back to everybody here. Maddie, it is your call. Who do you want to go first? Jeff, John, Doug, Rusty, or me? Doug. Doug is going first. All right. Everybody remembering a little bit of Jesse's girl from last year, of course. Just to name a few. (laughs) Doug throwing on the hate blockers in advance. (laughs) So, without any further ado, here, here is Doug. Hotter than hell outside right now. It's a hundred in the shade with the sun beating down. Forecast calling for some more of the same. Well, I can't fix that, but I can fix a drink. Barbecue Central Show, Idol Season 2. Look out. I turn on Fox News and it's CNN. It's the same damn thing all over again. The world's in the toilet and the market's in the tank. Well, I can't fix that. No, but I can fix a drink. Pour it on ice, mix it on up, and get you feeling high. I can get you buzz, I can get you smiling, I can make you feel like you're sitting on ice. I can make you fruity, I can make you strong. All you gotta do is tell me what you want. Put it to your lips, take a little sip, tell me what you drink. Damn, that's good. Yeah, I can fix a drink. Greg, please win it this year so we don't have to do it next year. You say you got a broken phone and a broken heart. Boss is on your back because your truck won't start. None of your friends want to listen to Hank. Well, I can't fix that. No, but I can fix a drink. Pour it on ice. Mix it on up and get you feeling high. I can get you buzz. I can get you smiling. I can make you feel like a I can make it fruity, I can make it strong All you gotta do is tell me what you want Put it to your lips, take a little sip Tell me what you think <laughs> Yeah, I can make some drink Alright, Doug leading us off here this evening Very good, a lot of applause in the days of course <laughs> I think we've all come to know that it's not about the applause on the dais that matters. Indeed not. Hold on a second. I'm getting lost in my sound effects there. I apologize. It's what the judges think that really matters the most here before the voting starts after the show. And we will go to judge number one in studio. Maddie, what did you think of Doug's I Can Make a Drink or Mix a Drink or whatever the name of the song is? You know, it was... It was a song, and it was singing, and it was a little bit off beat, but it was better than last year. It was better than last year. All right. Look at us. We're making making progress here, of course. Any uh, any advice on the next round if he were to get through? Uh, just, just take your time. Don't sing as fast. I don't know. You don't know? Come on. That's not very professional judging. Of course you know. I mean, 
Yeah, I would just try and stay on beat. All right, Doug, what we've learned is better than last year, which is good. Uh, now we go Fantastic. to now we go to Bobby. Bobby, your thoughts on Doug's performance? Um, I do agree that you were singing a little bit fast, so maybe don't rust next time. But it sounded like you were having fun, and I do think you improved, so that is good. All right, look at this. Very good. There's, uh, let me get to the next screen. So, Doug, your thoughts after hearing it back? Unbelievable. My two weeks of practice paid off, I guess. All right. Well, <laughs> again, the, the thing I'm taking uh, taking home the most from you is better than last year, which if we're looking for improvements, that's what we're looking for. All right. Uh, now we go back to Bobby and tell me who you would like to hear next. We have... Uh, John, we have Jeff, we have Rusty, and we have me left to go. Hmm. Rusty. Rusty! All right. He is the new debut competitor here on season two of American Idol. So we're looking forward to hearing what Rusty has. So without any further ado, I give you Rusty's song. I'm going to guess that's the end of the song, Rusty. Is that it? All right. Uh, there you have Rusty with, I guess, uh, the song is Now I'm a Man. A man, man. Man, 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 man. Rusty, put your mic on for a second. What's up? Did you just say titties twice? I did. I said titties twice. Wow. We. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work against you or not. But, uh, What's better than one? Uh, two. That's right. No doubt about it. Thank you, Rusty. Let's go to the judges. As we know, they hold a tremendous amount of weight. 
Before we get to the voting, we go back to Seton Hill University's very own Bobby Rempe. Your thoughts on Rusty? I think you're mute. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, are you muted? Yeah, sorry okay. I did that. That's all right. Um, I thought that your voice was very confident. Um, but I think maybe next time, don't pick a song that repeats the same word a lot. But... I liked it. It was fun. All right. There you go. And now we quickly cut over to second judge, in-studio judge, uh, Madison Rempe. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think you had a... I never heard the original song, but it sounds like you have a good voice for the song. It sounds like it fit. You were giving it a lot of energy, a lot of heart. So I think it was pretty good. Um, Yeah, the repetitiveness just kind of... It doesn't show me enough of your range. I want to see how you can really, how how good you really can sing. I want to see all your abilities. All right. So, uh, Rusty, in your opinion, were you pretty true to the song? Actually, if you listen to it, I, I think I sounded just like it. Oh, so yeah? It was right. perfect. Oh, good. Who sings that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's DVDA, but you might also know them as the guys who created South Park. It's for a movie they did called Orgasmo about a Mormon who got into porn. Got it. All right. <laughs> wow. That is something else. Rusty always bringing it. All right. Uh, we go back to Maddie. Uh, Maddie, we have Jeff left. We have John left. And we have me left. Who would you like to hear? Let's do John. All right. John will be next, of course. Ready to take another stab at it here in season two. You know what? Hold on a second. Make sure I'm not running out of time. Stop this. Stop that. Stop that. All right. Sorry. I want to get caught in production hell. John, are you ready to release the Kraken? All right. He's ready to go. I give you John's song. There's a man going round taking names And he decides who to free and who to blame Everybody won't be treated all the same There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up At the terror in each sip and in each sup Will you partake of that last offered cup? Or disappear into the potter's growl When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to a big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn trees The virgins are all trimming their wicks 
the whirlwind is in the thorn trees, it's hard for thee to kick against the bricks. Tell Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise man will bow down before the throne. And at his feet they'll cast the golden crown. When the man comes around. There we go. That's John Solberg right there, of course. When the man comes around by the man himself, the man in black. Jada Cash, everybody. All right, uh, Maddie, your thoughts on John's effort in season two? It was a pretty fun song. Liked the guitar in it, you know, pretty fun. Um, the only thing is it was kind of just talking, not really singing. I think we sort of had this issue last year, but I can't really remember if it was you or if it was somebody else. Um, but I think it was good overall. I liked it. So, yeah. All right, uh, Bobby, your thoughts in Seton Hill University's Greenberg, Pennsylvania. She's muted. Bobby, you're muted again. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, that's me. That's me this time. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, wait a go. All right. My, my bad. I enjoyed the song, and I thought that it was very fun to listen to. Um... I thought it suited your voice well, but I do think next time you should go with a song that um, is a little bit more risky. Risky. Right. John, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask, have you answer for uh, for the crew here. Did you learn something from last year's winner where almost like competition barbecue, you saw what won, and you immediately turned around and decided to copy what was winning. Is that was that the mindset there, John? That's not my mindset. My mindset is I. I first of all, I can't sing, so I have to pick something <laughs> that works for my voice. Um, and also, yes, that may be speaking songs, but I took that speaking song way away from its original, yes. with its tone and its tempo. So I appreciate the judge's input in taking a risk, um, but my range is pretty low. <laughs> if you look at really low singers, I don't know what else to do. Gotcha. So I'm not trying to win on that. All right. Uh, that is John Solberg. So we have uh, Jeff left, and we have myself left. And, uh, Bobby, we will go back over to you, and you can pick between Jeff or myself. Dad, I want to hear you do it. You want to hear me do it? All right, here we go. Yep. I bring to you my song without any further ado. Get it in the ground for the rain come down to get paid to get the girl 
in your four-wheel drive. Hey, all the boys round here, drinking that ice cold beer. Talking about girls, talking about trucks, running them red dirt roads out, kicking up dust. Yeah, the boys round here, saying a prayer to the man upstairs. A backwoods legit, don't take no shit. Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit. Oh, heck. All right, there you have it. Little redneck. Or no, boys around here, I think. Blake Shelton sings that song, my wife's favorite country singer. Very handsome, great head of hair. And we quickly go over to Madison Rempe for a review. Thought it was good. I liked the song, even though it wasn't the song that I said it did, but that's okay. Um, you, Good singing. I liked the little add-ins of the what and the whatever else you said. I oh, forgot heck. already. Yeah, that. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I think you could have given it a little bit more power, though. I think there could have been a little more energy, but it was good. It was good. A little more energy. All right, Bob, your thoughts? I do like that song as well. Um, I think... I think it was good. I think you've done better. Oh. I think um, you could, like, control your voice maybe a little more. <laughs> but not bad, I guess. Not bad, I guess. All right. That's a win. I'll take it. Doug, where are those hate blockers? I need them. I told you they were especially ebullient <laughs> the last couple weeks. Uh, that leaves only the returning champion, Jeff Rice from Dead Broke Barbecue in Wisconsin, a budding YouTube sensation and maven, of course. So without any further ado, we give you Jeff's first effort here on Season 2. Jeff Rice, real name, no Trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Yes, he's back, back again. Rice is back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? 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 I created a monster because nobody wants to see Jeff no more. They want rice on top of Well, if you want rice, this is what I'll give you. A little bit of beer mixed with some hot liquor. Some vodka that jumps out my hot window. Then a shot when I get shot by a fellow grill from wire that I'm not cooperating. When I'm rocking the dial while it's operating. You waited this long to stop debating. Because I'm back and I'm ragging and ovulating. I know you got a job, Miss Reppy. But your husband's heart problem's complicated. So I go tip the tap with anybody who's talking this shit and that shit about my brisket. You can get your ass kicked. Worse than those little limp kitchen bastards. Concept that works, 20 million other easiers can emerge. But no matter how many fish are in the sea, it'll be so empty without me. Now, this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, cause we need a little controversy. Cause I feel so empty without me. I said, This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, cause we need a little controversy. Cause I feel so empty without me. Yeah! Sha-la-la-la-la. Sha-la-la-la. Sha-la-la-la. 
Jeff Reiser coming in strong. That might have been finale worthy effort right there and he is blowing the load right off the top there so we race to Seton Hill University and get reaction from Bobby Rempe wow I mean wow I'm astounded that was that was a good one wow that was probably the best one of the night that's one of the night <laughs> I like that one a lot that was good All that right. was fun we go that was good we go to Maddie Rempe for her instant reaction yeah, it was good. It was a nice change of pace compared to all the other songs. Um, but again, it wasn't really singing. And that's kind of what we're here for. That was just rapping. And you were a little pitchy and you were a little offbeat, but it's okay. It was good. It was I, fun. Are you being a little critical? I thought that was pretty outstanding. Isn't that my job? I thought it was good. Isn't well, that my job? You're right. You're right. Sorry. I'm just trying to help. Jeff, she's just trying Can to help. Can you hear me? Yes. yes, go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't. I can't even hear anything. I mean, I can hear, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're screaming. What was that line about the heart condition? That was so funny. Yeah, you dropped your computer. Well, Miss Miss Rempe, your uh, you've got a job to do, but your husband's heart com or your heart problems is complicated. Just like <laughs> Eminem, I changed it from Miss Cheney to Miss Rempe. So. All right. How about that? Way to go, Jeff. Funny. You, you like that, Bobby? I like that. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I think it goes yeah. without saying that uh, Jeff Reiser takes the evening. So congratulations to him. And then. Thank you. Uh, Maddie, do you have a, a way you're slotting everybody this evening? Who's first? Who's last? Give me give me best and oh. give me worst. Um, Best? Oh, I don't know. Worst? Well, somebody's got to be best. I forgot everybody's name. <laughs> what song? Wait, um, who went first? Uh, Doug went first. What was his song? He was uh, "I Can Fix a Drink." Oh, that was all right. And then uh, Rusty was "Man, Man, Man." That one was pretty good. John was the Johnny Cash song, and uh, that I one was good. But since it was mainly just talking, I'll say that one was the worst. But it wasn't the worst. Just because you're making me. All right, so is Jeff Rice the worst? He just rapped? I, there wasn't a worst. They were all of good. Course. Like, they were all a lot better than last year. All right. I'd the, say the best the was best either you or I liked Rusty's. You like Rusty's. All right, so we'll go with Rusty. All right, Bobby, give me a first and give me a last. Okay, I think... Uh, I forgot the names too. <laughs> Give me the song. And I can't see anyone's faces now because I'm only just it. seeing myself. Don't worry about it. The rap song, number one. Okay. The man song, number two. You were number three. And then Johnny Cash. <laughs> I can mix a drink. And then I think Johnny Cash, and then I can fix the trick. Oh, Doug taking last place. Right. He has got Doug putting on the hate blockers again. As, as but then, Bobby. I mean, like, no one was terrible. All right. So, uh, Bobby, well, you would say then that overall the competition starting out this year compared to last year on a much better level. True or false? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Maddie, oh, yeah. would you concur with that, Maddie? Yes. All right. 
All right, uh, so uh, judges, you are done now. So thank you for joining me. Bobby, go study hard, and uh, we wish you continued success. Will you be uh, Will you be back in studio then for May? Do you have a date? Yes, whatever that last Tuesday in May is. Could be... If you the, give me... Could be 20... The, the last Tuesday in May would be the 25th. Yes. Yeah, I'll be home. All right. We will see her in studio. studio. All right, not remote. Bobby, thank you for joining me remotely from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. I'm going to hang up on you now, and thank you for coming in. And Maddie, thank you for coming in, of course. You're welcome. All right. And we cut back to the gents. Get rid of that tunage there. All right, uh, let's go around the dais. Why not? Let's self-evaluate after we've been lambasted by the judges. Well, everybody except Jeff, really. Uh, Rusty, your thoughts on the debut of Season 2 and your general thoughts on the efforts we all have put out this evening? Fantastic, man. It was better than last year. You know, I felt like you and Jeff stood out last year through the whole thing, and I think it kind of just the the level just kind of went up, especially John, man. I, that was killer, bro. I don't don't care. I don't care what they say. Awesome job. Like I was stoked on that one because that was. I know you worked on that one really hard, Doug. I, I love you. That's all I can say. Greg, super talented. Jeff, man, rock on, dude. That was a great song. I loved it. No doubt. Uh, Doug, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was much better. Um, I almost did the same thing and did the ricer trick of uh, singing Johnny Cash, but uh, didn't go with that. But anyway, so but uh, I thought Rusty's was going to be like Little Submarine or something when he said it was only a minute and a half long. So I love the hard metal. So I appreciate it. And ricer hell of a job uh, singing Eminem. So John, with your own song. John, your thoughts? I think everybody did a fantastic job, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a lie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back with some serious out of the box. Going to lose in the next round. I'm coming back. You just get ready. All right. There'll be no talking. There'll next, be no next talking. Month. That's right. Uh, and Jeff Rice, returning champion. Your thoughts on where season two has started? It's at least a 300 percent increase in in talent and in overall production quality. I mean, I am very impressed with everybody. Um, John, good job, buddy. Good job. That's what I got to say on that. So, All right, I'll uh, end with my parting thoughts here. Uh, First of all, uh, it should not go unsaid that I appreciate the fact that you guys put in even a monicum of effort to do this fun little thing that we do. Uh, This will be a five-month journey this time around instead of a four-month journey like it was last year because we've added a competitor. But the production value, I echo Jeff's sentiments 100%. The production value on all of these songs was incredible. So I appreciate the over and above that you did. Uh, Rusty, you got me right in the teeth with the man song, uh, I can only imagine that it sounds... Uh, I mean, I just figure you wrote and sang that song. That could have been a Rusty Monson original. That seemed to really fit your voice well, so I thought that was a job well done. Doug, I love you going to country this time and, and singing, uh, sing, making a singing effort, which I really like. Uh, John, I appreciate Johnny Cash as much as the next guy, of course, and the production value off the charts. And uh, Jeff, I have to agree with my daughters here. I mean, you... You took it in a in a direction that I did not see coming. You said on the sound check last night that 
This is probably not a song you would necessarily associate with me doing. And the fact that you went in and, and rewrote some of the lyrics and then timed them up on that music bed was incredibly impressive. So if you're not the top vote-getter this coming week, I would be absolutely surprised. By the way, for everybody that's listening, make sure that you send emails to me, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Uh, don't give me anything other than who you think is the best. Give me who you think is the best. And that. let me rephrase that because I'm 100% wrong. Give me your top four. Give me your top four vote getters. Place them. You know what? I think that's wrong too, now that I'm thinking about it. In order to confuse everybody thoroughly, send me an email. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com and slot who your favorite was all the way down from one to five. And then the top four vote getters will move on to next month. And uh, Sunday, at uh, Monday at midnight, the voting will close. So you have uh, just under a week to get your votes in. And then we will have whoever's getting booted out after the first week uh, or after the first month on the show Tuesday to look back at their experience this season. So once again, hit the email, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com and rank us from one to five who you think was best all the way down to who you think was worst and you have until next Monday at midnight in order to do it. Uh, guys, appreciate you coming in for season two debut. Before we go, Rusty, anything to promote on the way out? Yeah, you guys can uh, check out the Pitmasters podcast. We have a really good guest coming up, Craig Verheya, on the show this year, this week from the Barbecue Ninja. That's uh, Craig Verhage, uh, by the way. Are you the host? Verheya. It's Verheya. It's not. Okay. Well, I said he didn't say anything about it, all right? He didn't even mention that I got it wrong, okay? And I, very I professional know, of him. Maybe he didn't want to correct me. Maybe. Maybe he's anyway, a ninja. Whoever that guy is with the bandana and the glasses, whoever he is on the show on Thursday. All right, Doug, anything to promote on the way out? Um, been selected to write an article for all recipes on Q and technology. All right. And John, anything on the way out? Just make sure you're subscribed to the Barbecue Central Show podcast feed and check me out on Friday for the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Rice or go? Dead Broke Barbecue on YouTube and be looking. I might be on a Martha Stewart television thing here soon. What does that mean? Giving some pro tips. I'm selected to be on TV. You're going to be on a Martha Stewart? You're going to be on with Martha Stewart? It's some Martha Stewart knows. Thing, new TV show through MGM. So really? we'll see what happens. All right. We'll keep us up yeah. to date on that. We'll be happy to share. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for coming on. And we will see most of you again next month. And we'll see one of you next week. I apologize for that in advance. But there they are, the embedded correspondents, of course. All right. Now I have to get caught up into the reads. I will talk to you quickly before we end about Pits and Spits since 1983. Pits and Spits, handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. 
In that time, Pittsburgh's Bist establishing itself as one of the premier brands in high-quality offset smokers and more recently pellet cookers. Pittsburgh's Bist setting itself apart by using heavy 7 and 10 gauge steel in every cooker, fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit, and a 304 stainless roll top lid and front shelf on every single smoker. Why does it matter? Well, by using higher quality materials, Pits and Spits smokers reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. And by providing a fully welded smoker, you have to worry about grease and smoke leaking out of the barrel or the grill rattling apart as you move through the backyard. Now, where some companies focus on being a low-cost provider, Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship and using quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to make these? Yes. But they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless, and electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them control over the design and standards, not something you find with stuff brought in from overseas. Their steel suppliers supply materials to be used in some of the harshest environments around, so you know they're going to perform in any and all conditions, and their controllers are made right here in the States, so they have unimpeded transparency into the program. Pits and Spits works on a dealer network, much like Green Mountain Grills, but if there isn't one close to you, call Coy in the shop, 844-650-6250. Whether you're a backyard grill master looking to cook steaks for the family or a competition team cooking 50 racks of ribs, Pits and Spits has a product for you. You can check them out on the line at pitsandspits.com, all spelled out, or you can see their Pits in the Wild across social media with their handle at Pits and Spits, also all spelled out. I think we got one more piece of business to do. Stick around. We'll be back to wrap the show right after this. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in Northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches. And turn them into wristwatches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do it, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technologies to create unique, traditional, and quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that they make is a unique, one-of-a-kind timepiece. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more information. Wow, there you have it. A very successful... Season 2 debut, yes, absolutely. And we are looking forward to next month already. We'll see who gets booted out once again. The email voting is open. That is really how we will determine who gets booted out each and every month. So send me an email, greg at com, and then slot your favorite, one through five. And the top four will move on to next month, and we will have the first one out next week and recount their experience on season two of barbecue central shows american idol edition all right all the way back in the first hour we have first time guest and a chuck wagon cook and cowboy kent rollins kent rollins.com is website then we had Derek riches on for his normal segment Derek riches.com is his website and then before we got to season two of american idols barbecue central show edition we talked with the embedded correspondents We issued the Ruth Chris Challenge on the 500-degree plate, which two of the five of us took because we live near Ruth Chris. John recapped a cured egg yolk testing that Jeff Friles talked about last week, and we talked about plastic cutting boards or wood cutting boards and why. Big show for you next week. We start a new month. 
That means Sam the Cooking Guy. That means Malcolm Reed and the likes of many more. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proudest American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Jeff Stone of Grandpa's Fried Barbecue from the Panhandle of Florida. And you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show.